0: No matter what we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby.
1: And we're back Lit. for another episode of the Stereo Bros Podcast. Mm-hmm. I am the uh, not really famous P&L Patagonias and Lattes.
0: Mm-hmm. suit, y'all. It's jazzy.
1: And this is episode 28 of the uh, Stereo Bros Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to change it up a little bit for this episode, and we're going to introduce a new segment. Yay. It's called Things I Miss About Old New York City. Now, we're Brooklynites, so we're going to be a little Brooklyn biased. I mean, it's the, the
2: <laughs> it's only borough that,
1: that matters. Just it's kidding. So Shout out to, you know, the followers everywhere, um, and listeners from all of the four boroughs in Staten Island. Um, <laughs> <laughs> light jab there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... After this episode, feel free to start sending us things you miss about old New York. Word. One example of which we thought of earlier was the food. You know, growing up in Brooklyn, you used to be able to get a $2 hero with a free Mm. soda. And they didn't ask you about Boy's Head or nothing like that. Word. (laughs) That sandwich could last you, you know, half the day if you was outside.
2: That's a fact. But,
1: you know, for (laughs) $2, you got a whole sandwich. A tropical fantasy soda. Yeah. Yep.
2: Tropical fantasy. And the only thing you
1: had to do was avoid the blue ones if you wanted if, kids. If you didn't <laughs> want if you
2: didn't want cancer. If you didn't want cancer. <laughs> or your sperm count to be low. Exactly.
1: Like know. it lowers your sperm count it and all sure that kind did. of stuff. But uh C and C Cola, all that shit. C and C Cola, <laughs> the the corner store, the corner store heroes, and then in my neighborhood, there was different corner stores. So Okinum had like the real good heroes and they were clean. But Poppy and them Word. was like a quarter cheaper, but yes. they always had, <laughs> yes.
2: but they always they had, had cats in them. Cat they had cats. They had cats. cats. <laughs> the cat manager.
1: But then one time I bought a beef patty from Ock and them, mm-hmm. and they had the fly trap hanging over the, uh,
2: the thing. yeah. And
1: I bought a beef patty, and I opened the joint up, and the fly was like- No! Cooked, cooked on top. No. So I went back, I'm like, Ock, come on. He's like, oh, you're- brother you want another one I said no my money back (laughs) I'm not eating these fly patties so then I eat there for like a whole week
0: oh yeah exactly I had to go back back. because
1: the heroes was too fire and then they started to make hot sandwiches but before then they put it in the microwave for like 30 seconds exactly
2: exactly oh the food
1: man And then that
2: same that same poppy used to hold my cell phone too you know I mean obviously this is a different time period like this is like high school couldn't have them cell phones.
1: Hold your cell phone. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I used to have yeah. them drop my
2: cell phone off in the morning, get my sandwich. Five dollars keep you straight all day. You know what I'm saying? And then you go to school, pick it up later. I'd also pick up a Yoo-Hoo because I loved I <laughs> loved you.
1: Did you square metal detectors? We did. Oh, that's unfortunate.
2: Shut up.
1: Shut <laughs> no. oh. like, up. Pew Pew Whatever, guys. Yeah, but High school was a phenomenal time. Mm-hmm. I think high school was one of the more life-changing moments for me because I remember being in junior high school, finding out that I got accepted to a specialized high school. Yep. And some girl that, you know, fake bullied me did not. And I remember just laughing at her. Like, Aha, I'm better than you at life, and you're going to just go to some regular school and be a regular person.
2: I went to a regular high school. Well, it wasn't it. You, gotta, you didn't gotta, go to regular I didn't go to regular. You didn't go to regular outside. high school. I nursing license by the time I graduated. That's what I'm saying is like
1: you didn't go to regular school.
0: Now, I remember this one girl got into South Shore and that was the only school she got into. She cried the whole See? day. Yeah.
2: She sobbed. You got to tell me off day.
1: air who that was.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I remember her name, I can um, describe her to you.
1: Yes, but, please do. Not now, later. Not now, no, nah. later, later, later. But, you know, the specialized high school examination was like a rite of passage for kids that went to schools like us for the most part we went to like schools we were in like star and sword programs and stuff like that and I still remember that moment of finding out I got in you know it's Jazzy do you remember your your moment when you found out that you got in?
0: (laughs) yes I remember my teacher shout out to Miss Table greens 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 (laughs) she was shocked I will admit that I wasn't the highest achiever in junior high school or high school <laughs> but that all turned around for me later there you go uh, and uh, she Turning was shocked because I missed Stuyvesant by like five points and she was like girl you're really smart and I'm like yeah duh she was <laughs> like "This." Is, she was shocked she was shocked but um yeah my mom said i couldn't go to the bronx because again i wasn't the highest achiever right so she was just like that's too far you gonna be doing wild stuff so i went to
1: brooklyn tech i remember trying to go to school in the bronx and i put like grace dodge i put mad schools in the bronx and shout out to miss boyce miss boyce called mad people down via loudspeaker so i'm like "Shit, i haven't done anything this week like why she calling me down and anything this week I wasn't even, like, a bad kid in junior high school. I just kept having situations where right. I would be, like, wrong place, wrong time. You didn't
2: find Trouble. Trouble found you.
1: And I—listen, uh, by far, <laughs> I was not—Jazzy can attest. I was not, like, a bad kid yeah. by any stretch of the imagination in, in, in junior high school. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I put, like, Grace Dodge, Clinton, and I put, like, Mad— like. <laughs> Seward Park in Manhattan she was like what are you doing what are you running from and I'm like I just don't want to go to school in the area she was like okay what schools do you want to go to and she made me erase all the schools she was like because every year people get into these schools and then come back complaining and I can't do anything for them Mm -hmm. so I I scrapped all the Bronx schools and I put like Health and Human Services in Manhattan I put you know Clara Barton I teased Barton a lot, but I really wanted to go to Barton. I really wanted to go to Barton. <laughs> really wanted to go to Barton. Yeah, why? It was like 80% girls. Yeah, it
2: was 80%. It was 80%. And and, then we were across but the then you had to like, deal with the dudes at Prospect, Prospect Heights.
1: Shout out to Prospect Heights. That was my zone <laughs> school, so I knew I knew everybody at Prospect Heights. Yeah. So, it, it, like...
2: You know what's funny? So, I went to, I went to Catholic school from, like, pre-kindergarten to eighth grade. All throughout junior high school, I was in Catholic school in that same area. But um, when I got in, because I went to Barton, when I got into Barton, Um, It was the biggest culture shock. I I was like, what in the fuck (laughs) is wrong with these kids? Mm -hmm. Because I came from ring a bell, stand up, say good morning, good afternoon. And then I got my first week. Prospect Heights and Clabrorn had yet another fight in the middle of the street, and people were throwing textbooks out the window. I called my parents and was like, "Get me the fuck out of here! Like, I don't know what. This I hate is. You here. I want to go home. There. I want to go home. These kids have no law. Like, there's, there's no order. I'm having a panic attack. But I eventually was able to, um, kind of like, you know figure out my niche there and then on top of it i think even catholic high schools had a different type of energy Mm -hmm. than the Mm -hmm. than the catholic public high schools too
1: father stop touching me father
2: you are trifling i'm just kidding
1: i'm just kidding (laughs) yo yo sorry listen you know (laughs) I, I was going
2: to combat it, but I can't.
1: Because... Sorry, I'm going up for a little, very little sleep. went to the patent prom last night, so I'm a bit hey. fatigued. But shout out to my Catholics. You know, mad love for y'all.
0: <laughs> we cannot let the priests yes. take down the oh, legacy of the yes. Catholic oh, Church. Yo, please. back
2: in the fucking <laughs> out. <water. laughs> Turn yes, mic back off to your right now, back please. to
0: your culture shock at Clara Barton. <laughs> yes,
2: it was a lot, and they, it was in fact eighty percent girls. There were a lot of you know, there were like lesbian crews that were mm-hmm. like turning chicks out. And shit. Yo, it was. It blew my mind because I again I came from Catholic
0: Catholic background. I just Didn't remember Cla- calling Clara Boring
2: Clara abortion because I mean, naturally, heights. Naturally, there were a lot of pregnant girls. You know. Uh,
1: Naturally, Naturally.
2: yes. I mean, if the school's 80% girls, I mean, our our chances of having a lot of pregnant girls is a lot higher than...
1: What are (laughs)
0: excuses? He
2: and I can't relate, but... What are excuses? (laughs) Listen, I escaped high school, you know, without having to experience that thing. Thank the Lord. But there were a lot of young men who came to the parties that we had at the school because they knew the amount of chicks that were there. And, you know, some people took the opportunity whenever it presented itself. And thus, the rates were pretty high.
1: A little further downtown, at a different school, <laughs> kids were learning and getting majors.
2: Shut up! <laughs> Shut up!
1: At Brooklyn Technical High School, Shut which up. is where, you know, Jazzy and I attended. Yes. Um, you know, it was a, a rite of passage for people in the schools we went to to get into like a specialized high school or go to like a boarding school. So there's all of these incubated programs like prep for prep and all these tests we had to take. So to get into like tech Mm -hmm. or Bronx science or Stuyvesant or even like a a good boarding school meant that you were well on your way to like, you know, being a high achiever
0: and getting out the hood
1: and getting out the hood. Right. (laughs) Which at that time was a, a huge thing is like your, your parents invested so much of them in you because they wanted you to succeed using your mind. And I'm really grateful for my experience in tech because I never really worked that hard until I got to, i say like halfway through tech. I was coasting at first and I was doing better. When I started to work, I actually started to to like not do as better, Mm -hmm. which is weird. I don't know if the work got hard or whatever. But that was the first time I realized that I can be in these rooms. I'll have the imposter syndrome. And then realize, like, it's supposed to be hard. Like, Mm -hmm. now, if I start a new job or I start a a new career, a new task, and it's hard, I don't say, oh, my gosh, like, I don't belong here. here. I'm like, okay, figure this shit out, bro. Mm -hmm. And it's in part because in tech, the first time I walked into certain rooms and I took, like, you know, sequential math three or um, chemistry or physics, shit was hard at first. Mm -hmm. And I had to, like, work to be able to, like, get through it. Mm -hmm. And even being, like, a social science research major and doing, like research analysis that shit was hard Mm -hmm. and not having a lunch period junior year which is probably illegal brooklyn tech um (laughs) but you know like it taught me a lot about like grit Mm -hmm. so to see now people saying that um based on the fact that only seven kids of color got into the specialized schools that we need to
0: well got into stuyvesant
1: got into stuyvesant I thought it was all of the schools. No, no, no.
0: Seven, only seven black, so in particular, seven black students are the only students that got into Stuyvesant High School, which I think yep. they have, I think it's the Three thousand. Yeah, it's a couple which thousand is, that's students. fucking insane.
1: But back when we was going there, maybe three people I knew got into Stuyvesant. So it sounds like. Yeah, and
0: Stuyvesant is The always, numbers yeah. don't sound that far off. No. I mean, like, I think seven out of several thousand. And I, I don't know the numbers that reflect. But the last time I went to Brooklyn Tech to visit, it, there were no black kids there. <laughs> like,
1: there were and that and one not, not
0: none. But, like, compared to our time there in the, you know, late 90s. Early two thousands definitely not as diverse, and I think what we appreciated about Brooklyn Tech is like there was black kids, there was white kids, mm-hmm. there were Russians, Asians, you know, regular end. white kids too. Yeah. And shout out to Jenco Jeans. Yes, exactly, and I I think that 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 diversity definitely helped a transition to go to college after. Yeah. Um. So I and I mean I think the diversity helps for the Non minority. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even. I don't like calling it that. Right. Yeah, but I don't know. It helps. It, help, I, it yeah. helps. I don't want to call them that. Yeah, non
2: minority. Well, I people who are who aren't historically a part of a marginalized group. Those Amen. Guys. Those people,
0: <laughs> I definitely think an environment like that helps them and yeah. and, and and challenges them to know people, know cultures. Absolutely. We used to have culture day, um, senior senior year, and things like that. And like you, I, I, we grew up knowing what Diwali was, and you know what I mean. Oh, like, Happy Holy,
2: you know, Holy just passed.
0: Yeah, that. like I, I just think that the, the diversity is is an important aspect to New York City public schools, and especially to these specialized high schools. And I think they. should should be recognizing that in some way. Now, I know there's talk of altering the test so that more students um of color can get in, which I don't necessarily agree with. What really needs to happen is that these public schools need to up their um their standards and their performance um their performance in tar- in terms of the testing because it's clearly not working Indeed. and I can't understand You know, I have a theory on why the numbers are so low, but
1: um, it's because Dante graduated already.
0: (laughs) I just think that there's probably a lot of kids that are from wealthy families are more wealthy than the average New York City public school student that can pay for their testing and are willing to invest in them passing the test so that they can go to a good school that will get them into the same schools that they're paying thousands, hundreds, and thousands of dollars to send them to in the private high schools. They're getting into the same yeah. schools. So yeah. why, why would you pay all that money when you could go to a Stuyvesant and then end up in the same school? Yeah. And I just think that's really what's happening here in New York. Because people are no longer moving to the suburbs They're staying here They're buying brownstones And they're living in You know in the city So why would they why, would, why wouldn't they send their kids there
1: No that's so true And I have the same theory I think that It's not that you know kids of color aren't smart
2: mm-hmm. It's
1: more so that Some families are taking A few thousand and paying for test prep And then They're getting you know like, they're taking more of the seats because what would have went to Choate or, you know, Horace Mann or some other school Intuition they're spending a fraction of that on just test prep to then go to, like, Stuyvesant or yep. Tech for free. Yep. But I don't think the test itself is the issue. People have been sending me articles all week like, this is unfair and how can they do this? My opinion is, like, listen, I got in via the test. I thought the test was fair. I don't. Clearly, all these years later, I don't remember what the questions were. But I think that instead of lowering the bar, we should raise our standards. And that's not saying that, you know, kids who are disenfranchised and coming from certain backgrounds don't need help. This is more speaking purely from an opportunity cost standpoint and an opportunity standpoint. If you have 10 kids at school A that have an extra 10000 instead of, you know, paying for a basketball court pay for some like career development younger in, in mm-hmm. schools. Now, yes, I know that's you know, a lot of schools are cash strapped, but I feel like a lot of families of color don't put enough financially into their students' success. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the working poor. I'm not talking about the single mom with three jobs. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the single dad that has to work five jobs. I'm not right. talking about them. I'm talking about the people that probably have a couple dollars free mm-hmm. that want to keep their kid fresh, Mm -hmm. like take a couple dollars and like get your kid, like invest in your kid's education. Mm -hmm. And it could be as simple as like paying for a tutor for the test Mm -hmm. or just making sure that you're holding them accountable grade-wise. If they're Mm -hmm. struggling with certain concepts in school, get them a tutor. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm being too simplistic with the solution because I've never really felt like education wasn't important. But I, I feel like there's people that are bringing up this conversation that are saying, well, it's not fair they should get in as if getting into tech by itself is gonna solve your problems. Mm-hmm. Once you're in there, now you gotta be able right. to work the state in yeah. there.
2: yeah, I I to your to your point I agree with that sentiment. I think in a lot of um because a lot of the Granted, we're not talking about, like, the working poor and the single mother with multiple jobs, the single father with multiple jobs. But, you know, there there's a certain energy around some of these neighborhoods and some of these classes where it's more about survival than it is anything else. Mm-hmm. Education is just something that right. you have to do. And there's a lot of trust in the system that, this, that it'll prepare the students. Student, right. You know, and if, if all I have to do is make sure that my kid gets there every day, which a lot of these parents are, are doing their best to do. Mm-hmm. I have to make sure they get there every day that they have, you know, that they're fed, that they're clean, that they have the money for books or whatever the case may be. But I think a, a simple solution and granted, I have no children, but, um, you know, might be just at least I do this with my godson is what does he enjoy learning? And I feed that. You get what I'm saying? So if he's into science, then if for your birthday, you might not necessarily get a video game, you might get a book about whatever in, science, in the science field that you that you already enjoy. Mm-hmm. That way, you know, when you get back to school, there's there's this robust energy behind this subject matter you're already interested in. Right. And who's to say that your career in the future won't be in the sciences? That could be an indicator of that, and I want to support that. And so I think that falls in line with what you're talking about.
1: And you hit the nail right on the head. to yeah. have a 21-month-year-old 20 month going on 22. <laughs> and it's just like, we feed, you know... Shout out to LaRib, but she has books on astronomy. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and she asked me, What do you want to start teaching? I said, get her coding books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she has coding books. Right. Can she code like an expert coder? Nah, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but, but we're you know, working on it,
2: right? Soon comes. Soon comes. But come. it's
1: more like, like introing her to the concepts so that by the time she's of age like a you know, black girl code type mm-hmm. thing, you know, if she's into it, great. But kids also need the the right to change their mind. Mm-hmm. Parents sometimes will be like, you got to go to certain schools because they're trying to palm off their dreams on their kids." Yup, exactly. Right? The kids are a vessel. And kids, exactly. Kids need the opportunity to kind of just like grow into their own. And, you know, Kim has every kind of book imaginable about astronomy, physics, and we read to her every single day. So when she goes to daycare, we, like we know that she'll learn at daycare from being around other kids. But the things she's learning at daycare supplement what we're already teaching her right. so i was trying to teach her how to hold a fork she came home from daycare one day took my fork and fed herself <laughs> so daycare is a compliment
2: my fork now
1: right and, <laughs> pretty much what she did but it's like daycare and school in general should be like a compliment i will say though that the curriculum which is a whole other story but the curriculum i've seen some of the math nowadays and i'm just like yo new math you, this, this new math is different i got math teachers <laughs> Like what the yeah, f is this? Is
0: yeah. Like no, it's different. It's I know different.
1: that parents can't can't always help their kids with stuff, but the point I make is that you you gotta invest in home in your kid so that school is just like secondary. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be that school is like another daycare, first, yeah. And it shouldn't be like schools your kids first. Um, <laughs> school shouldn't <laughs> be your your kids first introduction to certain things. Right. So keep out, keep all that in mind. And the moral of the story is we do not believe that that test needs to be taken away or the entrance step
2: the- it up public school come on
1: come on yeah come on it's also a great way to segue as i'm getting uh evil eyes to hurry to fuck up and <laughs> 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 to <the next> topic. <laughs> so <laughs> we're up to the next portion of our presidential i don't know if we, we should call it a race but our, our primer for uh 2020 mm-hmm. and this week's candidates are none other than uh as my mom calls him Bernard Sanders. <laughs> does she? <laughs> she does. <laughs> Shout, out to Shout out to Mama Patagonia um, and Liz Pocahontas Warren.
2: <laughs> Pocahontas. She like, what, 0.0003%? Right?
1: <laughs> what are you, uh, ladies, what's you stance on these two?
2: Bernie, man. Bernie. Out of the two of them, I would say Bernie. Yeah, Bernie. I was for Bernie when he was going against Hillary
1: before she karate. Me too.
2: Karate chopped him yeah. out. I was. I was. I was, the burn. I was feeling the burn. I was feeling the, I I the burn. I can't front. I was a
1: Bernie bro too.
2: Yeah, I was. So I can't. I can't even. I, I like him because he he encompasses to me the spirit of that that civil rights revolutionary something. I mean, it's it's kind of socialist his viewpoints in some senses, but I like that
1: is Socialism bad.
2: No, it's not. I, that's why I say I kind of like it, you know. But um, but at the same time, um, you know, how feasible are some of these things in the system that we've built in these here Americas? I don't know.
1: I'm trying to capture this jazzy side eye right now because.
2: Oh no, it's not a side eye. <laughs> I don't necessarily.
0: In theory, I think socialism is great. Yeah. I just don't know how it works in a capitalistic society. It and, doesn't, and how? So you hate America? I hate America. No, I'm just saying this is oh what we. This is what we're built and what we work with now. Exactly. So I'm not sure how we would go to that kind of. Right. So
1: black lives don't matter to you? And
0: that all lives matter.
1: Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> <And> oh
2: my <laughs> gosh! That was a joke. Oh wow. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke.
1: The agent it has was been a revealed. Joke.
2: <laughs> No, but but to your point, that's exactly what I mean. I mean, I love, I love what he embodies, and I think that energy is is necessary. But like, I, is it feasible? Some of the things that he wants, he to, wants do, to do, I right. don't really know. Um, but I like Bernie, and I've been feeling the burn, and he, he reminds me of Larry David, he does. which makes me
1: love Larry David. Larry David
2: is, for those that don't know, is the genius behind like uh, Seinfeld, Seinfeld Curb and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, He's
1: mad funny. He's
2: hilarious. He is a genius. Um, But um, yeah, so I
1: mean, Liz Warren. I mean, the issue with her is that her she's not somebody that's marketable. Like she doesn't come across as anybody that you want as your president. Like (laughs) wait, what? Like optically, she doesn't appeal to you. Yeah,
2: she's like wiry and very like. like, she looks like a, li- like a librarian that don't even be sitting at the front desk. she be in the stacks. like Exactly.
1: <laughs> and if you ask her a question about one of the books, she's like, well, no. And by the way, you owe two books from last year. Like, how do you know that? I know everything. Like, mm-hmm. she reminds me of like an old librarian type. She just doesn't come across as like the person that I would trust with the free world. Uh, Bernie, I like his platform, except for his stance on, on reparations. And the issue I have with it is not that he doesn't necessarily want to give reparations. It's the reasoning behind it. And I think that... Um,
0: what is his reason?
1: It's So he basically said that he doesn't think any one people should be, like, given, like, this money. We should instead...
0: Don't the Jews receive reparations from the Holocaust?
1: They also paid back, you know, Japanese descendants and people who were in internment camps. You're right. Mm-hmm. So th- that's where... Another candidate said is like, why not? You know, give the ancestors of the enslaved people some type of something to kind of make them get right.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, he he hedged on that, but he had a Breakfast Club interview. I thought he did really well on. They asked him a lot of tough questions. Mm-hmm. The same questions they should have asked uh, Miss Harris, Come on. and and chose not to. I think they gave him a, a tough time up there, and and he held his own. But it, I think his platform is also very. Um, Aside from the thing With reparations I think it's It's a very transparent platform mm-hmm. And He has People like Ocasio-Cortez That kind of Come from his ilk That you see The kind of splash That they're making So I think out of the two I would proceed with um With Bernie I don't know about y'all
2: Feel the burn It's unanimous 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 Unanimous.
1: Unanimously Feeling the burn Word Okay
2: In a, In a good way
1: There you go <laughs> um, I guess we have to now jump right into the uh a extra Liz pressing. Didn't t- stand a chance sorry, sorry, Liz Warren. Uh, <laughs> She's standing chance. Uh, so we missed Black History Month, but it wasn't on purpose. You know, we live Black History Month every day, mm-hmm. but we didn't. We purposely didn't focus on Black History Month because we feel like. Our people have done so much more for this country than 28 days permits. Facts. But we also missed Women's History Month almost by accident. <laughs> so Almost by accident. But on, eh, we didn't miss it. We're here now with Women's History. But we're going to highlight a prominent black woman who has contributed significantly to American history. Um, you ladies want to go first? You want me to go first?
2: Um,
0: I'll I- go first. Yeah. Um, I have Miss Lisa Price, hey. owner of Carol's Daughter Beauty Products. Shout she is, you know, from Brooklyn, like us. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. And, um, so she used to have, um, speaking of Brooklyn Tech, her first store was right across the street in oh, the old, um, Spike Lee Joint store when we were in school. Mm. And, like, I remember buying her products. She used to do, like, really small bottles of, like, homemade lotions Mm -hmm. and oils. Um, And from that, she started her business out of her brownstone. Um, And by, like, 2002, she had made millions of dollars of sales. Um, And in, I believe, 2014... She sold her business for an undisclosed amount, but mm-hmm. at the time Money. It was it was uh valued, I think, at twenty seven million um in business and she sold it to L'Oreal mm-hmm. and now she partners with them um and is still making great products for mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. hair, mm-hmm. face mm-hmm. and that um, body. Lit. That pomade is lit. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, so shout out to Carol's daughter and to Lisa Price lit. making American history.
1: <laughs> oh, Speaking of American history, Drunk History, writers and producers, if you can hear this, I really need to be on your show.
2: He does. Yep.
1: Please put me on Drunk yep. History. Adam Conover, if you can hear this, bring <laughs> me on your show, bro. At him. At Categorias me, bro. Get at me, bro. Get at me. There. I'm mad good at history. And Drunk History, I'm good at, at Drunk History, too. Holler at me. Holler at, at me, for real, though. No, like, that's... Hold yeah. up.
2: You ready? Okay, here's my contribution. Um, I just came from from Haiti. From my homeland. Yes. I was sauteing in the goodness that is the homeland for the last 10 days. And so I um, chose Suzanne Belair. A lot of people don't know who she is, but she was instrumental in the Haitian Revolution. Oh, wow. Um, she is a gangster and a testament to, I think, a lot of the energy that's in what I feel is in the backbone of, like, Haitian women. Um, she went on to be to serve as a um, sergeant. Um, into Salvatore's army Um, and uh, her husband um, the the, the fact that I think is really really awesome about her is actually the way she died which is pretty gangster Um, you know her husband turned himself in um, so he wouldn't be separated from her and because she was a woman um, she was to die by decapitation and he was to die by a firing squad and wow. she yeah now she calmly I'll asked the them, <laughs> no she she yeah but she um she wanted to die courageously like her husband so she requested to be shot well it's wow. her like she, requested, she said she said yeah i heard all that womanly stuff i get that but like you know i'm i'm not soft and I'd rather go out like a, like Cleo and set it off. <laughs> you know? And, and she requested it. She requested it, but she was really <laughs> instrumental in, um, in the Haitian Revolution War. And you guys should look her up whenever you get
1: a chance. Sheesh. I don't know how to even follow that up. Word. I was going to use one of those girls from the city in uh, Miami. Stop. No. Nah, what? <laughs>
2: the city girl? Where the bag at? Where the bag
1: I girl? was going to get flued out.
2: Flued out? <laughs>
1: Did I use that properly? Yes. Get flued out? Yes. Period. Period.
2: Period. Period.
1: Period. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna talk about Sarah Bree Love, aka Madam CJ Walker. Now she's credited as being the first black millionaire or the black first or the first black female millionaire. People vary on whether or not her estate was valued at, you know, six hundred thousand or more at her death, but she revolutionized black hair care. She created black hair care products for women at the turn of the, at the turn of the 20th century, and she had neighbors like the Rockefellers. Like she had a lot of money, did a lot of cool things at a time when it wasn't really feasible for women and even people of color only what 25 to 30 years removed from slavery to be able to like create and make money like that. But you know, mm-hmm. she did that. And a lot of her her products, like the perm, is like one of the, the biggest things she invented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for all you women that like, no lie, relaxer <laughs> just for me.
0: We all we all
2: kept it silky at one point back in the day.
1: You can thank Madam <laughs> Listen, C. J. Walker. Listen,
2: some of us was on that creamy crack for a very, 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 w- very, very w- long w- time. C. Yes.
1: You can thank Madam C. J. Walker for that. Words. But shout out to all the women. You know, I think
0: her estate. I think they um they tried they just bought her estate for like to 10 use it. Yeah, like yeah, to use it for um I don't know, uh some sort of purpose. Um who's the owner of Essence now? I can't remember his name. I don't remember um either. the new owner of Essence. I think he's involved in the in the it was involved in Car the 12
1: Flugington. Shut up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember his name, but the owner of Essence, I believe, bought it. Anyhow. But good job guys. All this history. Look at that. Wow, these black women, right? Yeah.
1: Facts, facts. Yeah. But yeah, Drunk History and Adam Conover, <laughs> holler at me, B. Holler at me.
2: He needs a segment on that show.
0: I think it's that time again.
1: It is. Actually.
0: Hey, are you ready? Are you ready?
2: Ask Uh, a Jazz. Uh, a Yeah. I love it. I love, love, it. It. love it. Welcome <laughs> back, guys. Yeah, it's been such a while. You see how prepared I was? I drank tea you for were. that. You were. Right you were right into
0: it, go. though. I'm it.
2: Um,
0: so, today's topic is something that somebody requested. They'll go unnamed. Um, <laughs> but... Apparently, there's this phenomenon of young ladies participating in, requesting, or just uh, facilitating Uh threesomes Mm -hmm. for their partners. Yes. And the question is, are threesomes in relationships necessary to keep it spicy? Right.
1: It depends on your age. So, I think between... 19 and 29 they seem to be a bit more uh hmm how do I say with it <laughs> <the, laughs> how do I a say very, a very with uh, it word and is it is it a necessity I think if you meet your lady and had a conversation up front and you express that you're into it and she's into it from the get go that's one thing but if you meet her and she says from day one I'm not with it then you gotta kind of respect that but mm-hmm. I think but the, they
0: don't and they keep asking who's right? they people
1: Men. I think you you have Men. to respect it. I with think, that
0: black male privilege, uh,
1: what? I don't <laughs> even know. Not yet yeah, too soon.
0: Wait, we need, we need some.
1: That word is not in that word is not in Webster's. Wait, you, Oxford, we will get into the minds. black male
0: privilege yes, later, yes, later. That's what is a, another another episode. That's is not that? a real
1: word. There's such thing as like blackmail privilege. Yes, there is. So listen, yes, there is. I've heard of the blackmail stop and frisk. <laughs> I've heard of black men incarcerated. Uh huh. I've heard of, you know, black men killed by the police, but I haven't heard of a black male privilege yet.
2: I've heard of all that. I've heard. Of, you know why black male privilege is real? Because male privilege is real. Exactly. Oh so. Thank you. Anyway, back to the threesome. Thank you. Yes.
1: <laughs> so, yes, I think that this should never be a necessity unless both parties are with it. You can't require somebody to do something that they're not with, with yeah, their body. Yeah, like,
0: women are very accommodating, and I feel like a lot of times society... Music. Yeah. I mean, Kim Kardashian is talking about, you know, or what was Kanye's line where he's like, Kim gave him a cent for his birthday. His birthday or some shit. Um, you know what I mean? But like, so like, <laughs> I feel like these are the things that people like uh, women hear and it's like, oh well you know mm-hmm. every it seems like everybody's doing it or the ones in successful relationships are 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 doing these things so maybe I should do it and I think half these women are not even bicurious not even bicurious and they I don't think faking. there's anything wrong with you know being bicurious and wanting to do that but I think <laughs> you should actually have an interest in yes. wanting to you know, Sleep with other women, women for the sake of, yep. you know, pleasing your yep. partner.
1: Yep. How do you fake it, though? Like, like how do you fake being bi-curious? Bi-
0: you, let, you let everybody do what they got to do, do to you. Exactly. And then you, you just sit yep. back and act like everything's all, all good. 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 Not, that not that I have ever participated in anything same. like that.
2: Same. I was, <laughs> so while I was, so uh, it's funny that this is like kind of what ended up on as the topic because during my trip, I was reading Bell Hooks, a Bell Hooks book called um communion mm-hmm. and it was bell hooks is one of my favorite black feminist theorists and um she's not talk- <laughs> Man, it
1: makes sense yeah. know- <laughs>
2: no no and no no, no i brought up black, no, black no, no. male privilege she thank is not, <laughs> you but she is not anti-male and so i tell people to read her her stuff all the time because she's not anti-male and that's my problem and, with feminism
0: yeah white white, white women, women feminism. feminism is very anti-male it's very which anti-male is, I'm not and into. it's
2: and it's really the pursuit of power not necessarily equality Um, And so this book what I like about it is that it talks about um, how women um, it's called the female search for love and how women are grown to kind of always desire but not desire out loud and um, just the fact that like. Men who present as allies in this in this movement of women having free agency over their bodies are really just excited for the opportunity to have sex with as many women as they want, (laughs) but not necessarily, but they don't necessarily afford the woman in their relationship, uh the same same agency. Oh, so like, ooh, we can right. talk
0: about that Madonna horror complexes because a couple of y'all got that.
2: Yeah. so essentially, it's kind of like you know. Oh, P and L, do
0: you need me to ex- to explain? Please. Oh, please I'll do. Expand. Please
2: do. I'll expand
0: the Madonna horror complex is when a man uh, cannot see his um, mate or let's say partner in a sexual way. They want to see her on. They put them on this like platform mm-hmm. of um, and, and or, yeah. or seeing them as they're kind of like their mother. Right. Um, so they don't like, not that they don't desire them, but they don't desire them in the way they would a whore. Right. Or someone that they can explore their like sexual fantasies mm-hmm. with, or be freer with sexually. Yeah. What type of they, are these? No, there's a lot of men. I've, I have encountered your, men.
1: So your lady, you don't want her to be nasty.
0: No, so you don't want your lady to be nasty. You don't want her to be nasty. And when wonderful. a woman is nasty with, with you, they, they, they can no longer see them in right. the role of being like yes. the mother to their children exactly. or a wife.
2: Exactly. Dude, it's and so, so to to to, to tag it on mm-hmm. that, it's essentially like the idea of these threesomes with um these ideas of these threesomes. Even women who play into this patriarchy that we have, they're the ones that end up being these side chicks that have the same kind of narrative that say if a, if you don't please your man i will, will right? you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. or another woman will and with that same like threat of being alone because these women have never really learned how to love from jump mm-hmm. right a lot of them don't know we never taught by their own mothers to love themselves or mm-hmm. how to really authentically give love mm-hmm. so no, no, no. So Shut uh, up. Uh, so what I'm saying is, the point of this is that because these, these girls never really know love growing up, they're always searching for it and so approval through men, men mm-hmm. is how they interpret right. love mm-hmm. so they're willing to do things that they actually she aren't are comfortable, comfortable with because yes. they don't want to be alone and the threat doesn't just come from men it comes from women who also subscribe to patriarchy who say things like you know again if you don't please your man I will I, so if mm-hmm. your man wants a threesome you either gonna be alone or you gonna get this nigga mm-hmm. a threesome right. because some next chick is willing to do it right. and so I would posit that a lot more women are are just doing this shit. They're just going along with it. This is how you keep your man. I am not with the shit. I ain't never been with the shit. My thing is like, I'm not going to watch another sister jump all over my man. Right. There's there's none of that. It's going to be a full-on brawl. And let's talk <laughs> about it.
0: I'm not sure why threesomes are always Point or brought as like a man with two women. Now? Yeah,
1: I knew this was coming. I knew <laughs> so, it. Stop. I knew it. I don't you understand. understand. Knock it off. Stop knock it. A it. threesome stop just
0: it. means three, three people. That's
1: it. So Stop why it. is
2: it never
1: is this a mic woman on? And that's it. It. two
2: men? That's is this it. This mic on? Your mic this... is on. It's just lowered at the moment. Thank All you. I'm saying, why is why is <laughs> get that get never the proposition? I'm saying that that's what I'm saying. <laughs> thank you. But that's but that get further proof that threesomes are not necessarily an equitable. You have free agency. You're a free no, sexual it's individual. Not. It's another tool by men right in order to have agency over this woman's sexuality the last time i brought this up the person was like oh that's a train and, yeah, I, and like, i'm like why why I, I have, no 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 why do i have to be why does it, why do i
0: have to boo, be a participant in something? <laughs> <laughs> that's not a train like, those, that, is, is, that, that is three consenting adults exactly having a threesome. A
2: threesome. Boo, boo,
0: what Stop What is that. wrong with two men and one one a young lady yeah uh pnl at work at no at, no. One, at work in a, TV? in a threesome because that's also the definition of a oh threesome. Gosh. I think that's a
1: hyper-sexualized view of men probably <laughs> taken from a pornographic film. <laughs> no man should ever have to subscribe to a sexual encounter that he's not comfortable with.
0: Okay. Well, so... Why would he not be comfortable? The guy, the the, guy, the men don't have to have any interaction. They don't.
1: Then why are they in the room together?
0: Because it would Do be Do the women teasing. have to have an interaction in the... Both women have to have an interaction in a threesome? Well... That's not true.
1: From what I've been told... The threesome is usually about the woman, so if it's
0: that's fake, that's It's fake. never be about hold the woman. It's
2: never about the. If woman. it's Car
1: Tim and Car
2: Tim and <laughs> Shatim,
1: no Car Tim, Star Mella, and Grace, Car Tim dates Star, whatever her name is, right? <laughs> star in, and Star and Car date, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yo, let's switch it up." The woman that they bring in is supposed to focus on. Star, right, and he can kind of just like facilitate as needed. So, really, it's for Star to get her rocks off in a new kind of way, as I've been told. As you all this told, other okay. stuff, y'all talking about? With, with, oh, so you know, it's
0: really centered around the pleasuring of the woman, yes, is what you're saying. Yes,
2: I don't
1: believe
0: that, I, I don't agree with that at all. Agree.
2: I think, I really do think it's just, and even the idea, even the idea that you got to keep this relationship spicy. Nigga, you are not, half these niggas aren't even husbands. Right. You are just a boyfriend. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's like, right. keep it spicy for what, nigga? You got a ring on the right. way? You got exactly. something on the way? You want these women, it's the idea that this woman has to continuously make your pleasure her purpose mm-hmm. in order to not be alone. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about. That's the quintessential
1: issue stop reading with... these books they're ruining you <laughs> <laughs> nah but in all seriousness you're actually right
2: yeah
1: to the extent that you're saying a, no woman's focus should be on pleasing a man yeah I agree with that yeah. but I do think some women kind of tell themselves when they get married they're going to give their all to their husband in whatever way possible right which I think if that's her decision I think that's fine I do agree that no woman should feel pressured but at the same time if a man wants it and they're dating. Mm-hmm. He has the right to, you know, stop dating her to find a woman that's willing to do that. Right. right. If I've dated women all my life and had three sons with every single woman I dated, right. and you come along at twenty eight saying I'm not with it, and I'm like, well, I'm keeping it moving. But and why you do you? need I
0: don't understand. If you like, why do you need that? Like, why? Well, I don't. That, Some dudes into like, that.
1: People but, have different but what, things But what about that is, um,
0: like, I'm not sure, like, with the multiple, like, more than thing. one person being there pleasing you, like, I'm not, I don't necessarily understand the the draw. I'm mm-hmm. also not a man, so, yeah. like, I think it I, came from know, that
1: movie Total Recall, <laughs> where the chick opened up her shirt, <laughs> had, like, four boobs. <laughs> 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 I think ever since then, you know, dude's been trying to, um, find, you know, <laughs>
2: as many moves as possible listen because ultimately I ultimately I do I yes I do think that it there's a lot of it it's all centered around men because honestly if it was about your lady's pleasure there would be another man be there another dick there no <laughs> thank
1: you there would be
2: another, no another dick. me, dicks be two dick. dicks are better than one two dicks are better than one
1: that's gonna be a no the for me the crowd is
2: going wild the crowd is going wild for you Jazzy I agree
1: uh no, I think a lot of what I think some guys watch too much porn and then get it in their head that that's like a necessity. Right. And right. I think too much porn consumption is bad because it, it basically is, yeah. makes you hypersexualize, make you yes desire things that may Un- not be unnecessary. May yeah. not be in your your realm of reality. Right. You know what I'm saying if you've been dating a woman for let's say five years, you can't come home one day say I want a threesome. Why? Just because? Right. Because you just
0: want new pussy, she may, right? That, right. That, literally, she may that's feel what
1: it is. inadequate at you saying that. She may feel like she's not doing a good enough job. Right. But I do think that there's nothing wrong with a couple, married or not, if if they agree on a threesome, I think it's fine. Just don't cry in the shower afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Right.
0: Yeah go wrong anyway because yeah. then the man be hitting the girl on the side it don't after. go wrong if you go
1: into it willingly and comfortably if she goes into it like feeling like she got to do this and then shorty back out and start you know doing things that she ain't trained in doing right she may feel inadequate but right? there's
0: so many you're setting yourself up for feeling inadequate because Not my if thing you is like going to with an open mind if you and, see someone being pledged you're Spouse, partner, partner spouse whatever. whatever being pleasured by someone else and they enjoying shit better than when you be doing it right like your eyes like, better n-
2: not narrow like when it's like you know how does that not how does that not create a feeling rules. of inadequacy exactly that, but, but that's what i'm saying like i think all of this can be cured if if women in particular are honest about how they really feel about threesomes the truth of the matter is it is not i don't feel like it's popular for a woman to dissent against The idea of threesomes because she does not want to be alone. She doesn't want to be part of a group of women that are too stick-in-the-mud-ish mm-hmm. or too conservative or too whatever. How about you just don't like threesomes? I tell partners all the time, I'm not into threesomes because I'm territorial with my partner. Mm-hmm. I am not into sharing. I don't share chocolate and I don't share niggas. Right. <laughs> and that's and that's two hard boundaries. you either with it or you're not with it. And it's because I'm comfortable with letting something go. You know what I mean? So women need to just get honest about how they feel when it comes to sharing a partner because that's what you're doing. And then more importantly, like, you know, even the VAP placing value on on um on self love in a mm-hmm. sense. Because because that's removed. Sex is now just a transactional no, function. Right. You think that you can do it with just about anybody, even in the realms of a relationship, and that shit gets muddy. Right.
1: And get flued out. And get
2: and flewed get flued out. out. Like you know, everything has a cost, people. And if you Are not willing to pay it, Mm -hmm. then you should probably just reevaluate like where you're standing. The moral of the story is if your partner asks you for a threesome, Mm -hmm.
0: evaluate. Yeah. Do I like vaginas?
2: Yeah. Essentially. Am
0: I curious about them? Would I like to see one? If the answer is no, you tell that mofo. No threesome. Right. Not just doing it to please them. Right. And then if you do end up doing it, the next week you ask for another person, another dude. No, dude. you don't.
2: And you know what? Mecca, I would I would even say that before you, ask, before you ask for the, before you give an answer for that threesome, ask your partner if he would give you another guy. Yes. First. Right. Because, because it should be about equality in the relationship. It. If, if it's about
0: pleasuring, if it's about me getting my
2: pleasure, then that should be an option. Hello. See what the response is on that. It's, it's gonna be very telling about your partner. Mm-hmm. If your partner's like, "Fuck out of here, that's a train. I'm not doing that shit." And you're like, "But damn, I would enjoy right. two dicks. This nigga might really just want this threesome more for him, him. than for me." Yep.
1: I saw a video where he said <laughs> that where they were saying that I hog title. her. I'm not a hog tie people. Why would I hog tie?
0: Right. What What is that from?
1: R. Kelly interview.
2: Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, and more, and also, like, we touched on porn really quickly. Porn has some pretty dangerous themes in it itself. Like, a
1: lot of racism in a there, A lot too, of racism in
2: there. A lot of um, violence. <laughs> what are you
1: Googling? What are you searching <laughs> no, 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 I
2: mean, it's a lot of... What's in of... your searches? And no. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. Violence against women. Right? Like, look, at, look, at, look at even the titles. You don't even have to watch the video. Just look at mm-hmm. the titles.
0: Whore gets pummeled oh by
2: man. Rams large dick inside. You know what I'm saying? Like the shit is incredibly violent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bug. If I'm lying, I'm flying. No, We've it's, all true. Seen it's
1: true. slammed by large BBC. Right. right. And don't exactly. and don't let
2: it be interracial. Oh, Jesus. No. Jesus. <laughs> nigger nigger What? <Nigger>, <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> yo I can't breathe
1: <laughs> yo oh man yo
2: ghetto ghetto slore bag you know I mean? all kinds of shit you're ghetto
1: like, BBW drilled. Right,
2: exactly where's the pleasure in that title uh, before you push play yikes moral of the story again Jazzy don't do any threesomes if you're not with it if you're not with it be honest with yourselves there
1: lady. You go um <sighs> I've been uh, battered into talking about something I really didn't even want to... As part of its jazz.
0: Don't worry, I got you PL. Because okay. hey. we wanna talk about it. We
2: want the people wanna talk about it. So I
0: just I have a special place in my heart for Miss Wendy Williams. Mm-hmm. I <coughs> grew up listening to her on the radio speak about very inappropriate matters mm-hmm. that I should not have been listening right? to. Right. But what I enjoyed was her giving advice and just being real and talking about celebrity gossip and always with her blind items. Yeah. Like I grew up on Wendy. And so to see her go from From like the radio to the platform that she's on Mm -hmm. now and like always building, always, you know, talking about how she she has this husband. And from a young age, I noticed I was like, oh, you know. Her husband was a hood dude. She talked about her husband freely, how they met, how he approached her, how he was a thug, and, you know, she had a very middle-class kind of upbringing but was always attracted to these type of men. Um, she also had problems and, and dealt with um, weight issues as well. Um, and so I, like, identify with a lot of what she said, and it's like, okay, you know, you find this man, and you he has been a part of her, like, professional career and upbringing, managing her for years. Right. And so now we get to a point where we're learning that apparently for close to 10 years, he's had this mistress. Um, bandit. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, um, basically been keeping her with apartments and, and houses and stuff. Um, and it's disheartening but at the same time not surprising because you know in a in a relationship that is not only just a business but also per- like a, a personal but also business especially in marriage i can imagine how those lines become crossed a lot over the years and i think that that may possibly have been the demise of their actual relationship together because it then became just more business especially when she reached a platform of being this multimillionaire Word. she she is now just she is the business you know what i mean and maybe not a partner in a, a romanticized way um but i do think that It's hard to feel sympathy and empathy with her for a lot of people because this is what she does on an everyday basis is tell everyone's business. And a lot of people feel a way about that because it's like, okay, well, you put out all this personal stuff about everybody and give your opinion daily, and now all of a sudden, you don't want us talking about your failed marriage and how your husband has a whole... Basically, almost wife, like uh, on the side, and possibly a baby on the way. And so I think there's like a conflict with that. But you know, at the end of the day, You got to do what you got to do. This is the platform she's built. This is what she stood by. I'm sure that she believes in what it is that she does or she wouldn't do it or continue to do it. Yeah. Um, And she got to protect what she has. But I definitely think it's to her demise. Yeah. You know, and I think she should definitely cut ties with this Kevin Hunter dude.
2: As somebody who's, like, worked in, like, mental health before, she is is in the middle of a crisis. Like, you are taking time away from what you love to do the mm-hmm. same platform that you built right. you're having other people having to host your joint you in a sober house you relapsing this is signs that your environment is unhealthy something is unhealthy you're healthy, right. and you're being triggered in a way that is very dangerous to your well being and if that's the if it's the the dude you love mm-hmm. quote unquote then like this this man don't love you back because nope. he's not supposed to put you in a position where you are harming yourself you know what I mean like through drugs pills whatever it is that you're doing and just um, um, you know, just like the, the the sister that was taking the duck lip pitches and stuff. She's like 33. She's yeah, like really she's young. young. Mm-hmm. And like, I I get that this man might have made you feel like, you know, you are the number one lady. But what happened to the mistress knowing that she was a mistress? mistress. Shut right, the fuck right, exactly. up. What are you doing on vacation pics you know what I mean, like, and if you think for a second that this hoe did not put them pictures into, like, send them shits to the publications herself, right. yeah, Of course, you're she bugging. Did. Like, she absolutely did that shit, and she is fundamentally what's wrong with because. I was having this conversation with someone else after this Wendy thing came out and I said to them, side chicks have been around since the biblical ages. Abraham had a, had a shorty, you mm-hmm. know, Abraham mean, his wife, a his wife knew about it. No, I'm serious. I'm mm-hmm. serious. And it's, it's been around. You're never going to get rid of it, but the value system is gone because these women once at one point understood their, their, their position. Mm-hmm. You are never to disrespect the man's wife mm-hmm. because essentially she allows her husband to keep you or have you around because she understands that he may need you when she ain't got it. Right. But you And never... clearly Wendy has known about this for a minute. this young lady. And my thing is like it's I would never stand for something like that. But if if in this marriage uh, this marriage this contractual relationship there's an that understanding. Had, there's an understanding that all right this is your 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 side joint. She can't do uh 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 it is never your place to step out of that bounds talking about mm-hmm. you you duck face that, that that deserves hands on sight because you were never supposed to be in the public From the beginning, but I feel like
0: this girl probably thinks, well, it's almost time. Like, especially when you know these dudes be selling a dream, like, oh, you know, I'm I'm gonna leave her. Eight or
2: nine years, though. But yeah, I mean,
0: but she listened. Like, Wendy's reached a platform. She, they, they made money. Yeah, they've got money, and I mean, it's messed up because like your dude got money from his wife. It's not even like he got that on his own. Yes, like he's getting it from his His wife. His wife, right? So. I, like that in number one, that's like a whole issue number number one. Yeah. But I just think that, you know, she sees that she's broken down. Mm-hmm. She's she left her show. She's right. like, she's weak. Right. Like I this is this is this the is moment. moment. This is my moment right. where I could get him and
2: it's over. He's right. mine. You know what I mean? Until like, he finds another you, another right. dumb exact bandit to do the
0: same <laughs> dumb shit. Right. In another doing. in another twenty years right. and your looks fade. Right. And you, you know, right. you, you become
2: old as well. Right. There'll be another. There'll like, be another. Because the problem is not the problem might not have ever been Wendy. It's this nigga who right. you know is feeling himself. And if if you get with him, and after you reach whatever age Wendy's on, uh, whatever age Wendy is, mm-hmm. she's um, like in her mid fifties, yeah, like to
0: her sixties.
2: You know what I'm saying? If if you when you are no longer relevant, and the the next hottest thing, he's gonna want something a little younger and tighter. And that's usually what the trajectory is. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think
0: um like even Charlemagne the God had pointed to like how the husband has been problematic from the very very beginning beginning, and abusive and you know and just probably just not out for the right things for Wendy from what he observed in their brief time I guess working
2: together so I mean sometimes emotional abuse is really hard it's really hard to spot a lot of people especially for people of color Mm -hmm. we're so accustomed to just enduring things Mm -hmm. that the women in particular you don't even recognize you've been emotionally abused all your life Mm -hmm. shit look regular if your daddy Mm -hmm. was doing this to you your brother was doing this Mm -hmm. to you this is kind of familiar. So, like, a man saying, I'm not happy with you and I want to do X, Y, and Z. I Mm -hmm. need this to keep shit spicy. Right. (laughs) And from what I remember (laughs) about Wendy, like, a, a lot of what she valued
0: was like her parents have been together for years and they come from this you know middle class you know very cookie cutter perfect perfect household so I feel like that's what she envisioned for herself and her life and I think it was actually hard for her to have her child so you know what I mean like it's like you've you've achieved I've achieved this in my career I have my child I have my family and you know women struggle to keep it together because you know it's like people told you you couldn't have it all and like on the outside you do it looks like I have it all Right. and I feel like people are like they struggle with letting go of that image right. even if it means sacrificing their actual happiness to achieve it
2: Re- y'all I'm, go ahead PN we didn't
1: get to jump just, in at all No, nah, no, nah, it's all good I was uh, waiting patiently for you guys to uh, <laughs> try to sell this woman as some kind of martyr or something uh, but to be honest you know she made a career off with destroying a lot of lives. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to really...
0: Destroying is a very strong word.
1: I mean, let's let's call it what it is, right? Like, she's not a writer. She wasn't like a reporter. She was a gossip... Like, yeah. if you live in the gossip world, you're essentially making money over people's pain. Mm-hmm. Like Like, the same mental angst she's going through people probably went through the same thing when they got aired out. True. Right,
0: but this is the same thing that the Star does, that yep. the Daily Mail does, that yep. the Shade We're not does, about them, that the Hollywood in, Report does. The, the IBS. The fact that there are all these outlets must mean Baller, that there's reports. an audience for it these things. Matter, these people like, don't just come up and be like, I'm going to sell everybody's right. business for no reason. There's an right.
1: audience for people that want to sip lean. It don't mean I'm going to sell it. You get what I'm saying? Well,
0: you. these are your principles. And right. So and you're, it, you're,
1: it's hard for me to sit here and, and be like, oh, poor her. Like, her... And, um, boy, uh... Char- Charlamagne? Yeah, Leonard. um, Leonard. Nah. You
2: know... <laughs> Monique don't even know what she did when she <laughs> called that man Leonard on I write there. books yeah. about
1: mental angst and anguish. You don't think you're causing people pain by how you treat people on a breakfast club? You don't think you're causing people mental anguish by our, the things you put out there and continue to put out there and continue to say about people? Like, she's Absolutely. quick to... Something bad happened to somebody and she's sitting there with their face on her, her screen on, on her TV... And she be airing it, like yeah. firing mad shots. Yeah. So now that she, now that she's going through whatever she's going now that she's going through whatever she's going through, she wants to cow in the corner. Right. No, keep that same energy <laughs> and do your
0: show. <laughs> no, I think, you know but man? she is she, doing that. But I'm not gonna tell my business. I'm she not right. dumb. Like, why well, right. sit there and tell my business, put myself and my husband on the screen, and be like, "Yeah, don't worry. There's enough outlets that yep. are gonna
2: cover it, yep. and they are doing so. You know, so just if you watch, you've ever seen Girls Trip. Y'all saw Girls Trip. Mm-hmm. It's the same. It's the
1: same. Is that the movie?
2: With um uh um, so with that with, yeah. with coffee, um... Woo! Jesus. Woo! fine ass Kofi Serbo Jesus um I've anyway seen the film. <laughs> <laughs> but like this you know the uh... was the character Robin What's I the can't woman that the name? plays basically her husband was doing the same thing Wendy was doing but she was like this woman who seemingly had it all put together yes, yes, and she yes. was like going along with it even though she was ter- uh, terribly upset <laughs> about it because she wanted to keep the image, the image of this right. well packaged life and I'm by no means not like I grew. Listening here and there to Wendy. Um, and I'm not making an excuse for her because this is her this is her craft. And I'm essentially I don't is know. It craft? Well not her craft. I mean her industry, her lane, whatever got but it, this got is it, her lane. Got it. Um so I'm not I'm <laughs> but hey <laughs> I'm not like trying to like paint her as a martyr or anything like that, but like I just think there's a culture that we're seeing play out here, and because we aren't happy with what Wendy does to make money, we're kind of just like brushing off this other stuff. And I'm just like, this other stuff is just as important too. Like, do I think, did you, there's a clip of Roseanne Barr trying to talk about Wendy's husband on Wendy's show. Oh, really? Yo, the shade was the realest. She was like, I don't want to talk about husbands, Wendy. Let's talk about your husband. (laughs) And the whole crowd was like, oh, shit. And Wendy was just like, no, he's a wonderful man. (laughs) Next question. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh Because people have have that energy for her, and she knows that. But like, couple that with the fact that there might be the case that she might be abused, being abused in this, makes it kind of difficult to... (laughs) PnL is not having none of this. He's playing Listen, his invisible.
1: I don't. Uh, violin I don't condone violence against women. Not I don't, at all. I don't condone abuse. I'm just saying, I got some great new music that we should, you know,
2: what? get to a <laughs> segue.
1: Uh yeah. So, <laughs> um, we we hope for the best for we do for all Wendy parties Williams. involved.
2: Ducklip Bandit and them. And his Ke- name it Kevin, Trevor? What is his Kevin name? Hunter. Kevin Hunter. Um, and Wendy, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, prayers up. For so, everybody. Prayers up. Coke
1: down. Coke I, down. <laughs> I'm not praying. I'm just hoping. Um, what? No regard. thoughts and prayers? No. Thoughts
2: and prayers work in America. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. no thoughts but and I prayers. But
1: I am thinking and praying for Angelica Villa and her new song, More in the Morning. Okay. Sampled by, so she sampled. A song of my spirit animal, Shine Poe. <laughs> Bonnie and Shine. Spirit animal. Um, so here's that. I can
2: never get told you guys and so i am again gonna bless you with a compa joint um i actually the last group that i told you about a synclat this is another song by them um it's called meteo alex right and that means you know i'm gonna make you comfortable Mm. and so that here's that song hope you enjoy it
1: façon chose sérieuse chérie ou ouais, quoi moins de la marte et au lit en bouillade
0: moi ça ou ouais, est-ce à la chérie My song this week is from coffee this hey. young jamaican Yada, future outside. superstar yes. from jamaica we Chopped played like mincemeat we that played her uh coffee. song toast before <laughs> this is from her new album rapture and it's the title song from the album
2: rapture <laughs> Now I'm a situation of beating fun. Lock down. Sitting in a debate, the picking in a decentry adrench me, but with me fire go please And I see him with some missy the enemy a protest. oh and him could do come the closest. No, a coffee still I do the most I want my do put in the work and just a process. Oh, yes, that's how we grind right now. Coffee with the coffee with a prime time flow. Time for where I can let the kinds I know. I'm me say jogging me, they jogging me the signs like
1: whoa. Coffee come in like a rap. So those are musical selections. This is episode 28. Do us a favor. Listen, subscribe at www.stereobros.com. Follow mm-hmm. us on Twitter and IG. Mm-hmm. Stereo Engages. underscore bros. Send in those musical selections. Send in those things you miss about New York. And send in those ask jazzy letters. Mm-hmm. All to brosstereos at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can also hit us in the DM. My words for the wise for this week are... To just you know, don't do bozo things. Like if you put out bozo energy, nobody's gonna feel bad for you when bad things happen to you.
2: I can agree to that. I can agree to that. My um tip this week is to if you can pick up that book if you're interested. Um, it's called Communion by Bell Hooks, a female. No. Search. <laughs> the female search for love. I'll be. It'll put you it on in the second page. place. <laughs> if you want more information about how it looks, so. Uh, my advice
0: go to carnival because i had an amazing time and what was the song song that got picked oh and and uh mr killer won run with it he won (laughs) the international soca monarch as i said i would have rioted if he did it but he did picking up furniture carnival was amazing and i'm pretty sure i'm probably going next year 2020 so you know i'll
1: bring you excellent also we also got to shout out another woman hero Our very own hashtag suit on a successful humans.
0: Thank you. Wonderful campaign. Hashtag humans. It was fire. Thank you. If you you
1: haven't seen the stories on her IG or our IG, Mm -hmm. check out the hashtag H U E M A and s yes. humans
2: yes and we you know we actually have a um it's through my emotional wellness company the melanin project where we make mental health palatable for the black and brown community mm. um essentially we just partnered with new utrecht high school mm. and we have some students kind of launching their own humans campaign Dope. at the high school level so um i we're still working on how that's going to play out and when we have a uh, the gallery exhibit these kids will probably present to so look out for that.
1: Fire. Alright, over and out. No
2: matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby.